Nation with the hottest underground hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, peace to the tri-state area, and everybody tuned in worldwide. Get now tuned in to the hottest hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. Every day take our dreaming about riding. How many niggas you know that's gonna ride? Boulevard Nation, the bulls in the sky. Menage me, baby, I'm taking my ride. Understand me, stand up all that I got. I don't see no other side but the ball. If I'm addicted, plenty regular shots. How can I go with just swimming along? Thinking like, how the fuck did I get started? It'd be ironic. I know we need new sense. Hang with President of Blueprint. Keep your two cents. Only three for the team left and right on me. Not too many legends left to ride with me. It's a falling dream. Wake up, hatred, don't move, play tree. This I'm I need me back for all the back beating stolen dish. They prepared me for the seating. Sure enough, I grew in that is seating. Target here, that's a perfect reading. Very dear, this a killer season. Where my gun is like drift season. Working harder for the bigger reason. Every day take our dreaming about riding. How many niggas you know that's gonna ride? Boulevard Nation, the bulls in the sky. Menage with me, baby, I'm taking my ride. Understand me, stand up all that I got. I don't see no other side but the ball. If I'm addicted, plenty regular shots. How can I go with just swimming along? The man call me multiple names And worry about the name calling That's the easy roll call Word to a road dog Straight away Let's the game unseen strain Why you always wanna meet Hey, something tell me hamstring Wondering my mainstream Jamie Foxx, Stevie Wonder strings Undertaker will leave wonders and rings Head high, aquamarine The mood changing, I'm mooring Jingle bells blow chimney At headquarters, can't let it down Fool me, I'm half full You follow me, fucking foolery Every day take our dreaming about riding. How many niggas you know that's gonna ride? Boulevard Nation, the bulls in the sky. Menage with me, baby, I'm taking my ride. Understand me, stand up all that I got. I don't see no other side but the ball. If I'm addicted, plenty regular shots. How can I go with just swimming? Told you gotta let your light show. On and off and day a light show. Mad at the man by Holy Ghost. Darker inside, I already know. Better in slowly, that's for sure. So for real, this is not for show. I'm just glad that I got a show. Staging it's a different perspective of life. I found Myself left making sure if it's right. Don't play me left I do you right. Let me do you right. Every day you went overweight. One way. The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and RB show on this side of the net. What up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the non-stop radio show with your host, Emilio Wet Bar. Make sure you following us on Twitter at non-stop radio 212. Keep it light, you heard? Turn me to a monster. I think that's in my DNA. Words to my mama. 
But baby, thank you for this handsome face. Grew up in New Orleans, running with my brothers out of date. And all we really care about is getting paid and getting that other all it came with it. So you know just how we play. Come back, baby. They don't care who congratulate me. Yeah, like I graduated. Now I'm lying, boy. I graduated cause I'm in a different class. They looking like teachers' pet. I ain't studied for exams. The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The As we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you following us on IG. Hit us up on the gram at EJP underscore entertainment. This presentation of the Non-Stop Radio Show is brought to you in part by our sponsors over at R.A. Pure. Head on over to RAPure.com, ladies and gentlemen, let them know that Emilio White Bar sent you. Another level, nigga, and who this? Pussy so far, he eat it with some cool whip. The cash ain't right, I'm gon' find some new dick. Yep, don't bring your man around, cause he choosin'. The way that lace look, that nigga ain't losin'. Pop it for a real one, don't pop it for a fun. Bitch, you get the money first, then you take that shit and run. Pop it for a real one, don't pop it if for fun. First you get that money, bitch, and then you take that shit and run.
Want to be heard on the Nonstop Radio Show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musically 212 at gmail.com. This is Nonstop Radio. Oh my, I make them come alive, make them scream all night, leave them Tuned into this edition of the hottest hip hop and R and B show this side of the net, folks. This is the Nonstop Radio Show. This is Nonstop Radio. I need it help, but there wasn't anyone. 
enough songs on the radio. Icebox, let me know that I don't even need nobody else. I don't need the energy, my enemies already know. Leave all of the synergy, no penalties, I let it go. Don't know what's gotten into me, like I don't even care about health. Yeah. Flat lines hold a lot of memories. Period, you would probably be the enemy. Thin ice never stops withering. What happens when it melts? Feeling like I'm a cluster of particles. Everybody know it. Everybody read the article. I'm not me. Don't even expect a Mario. With all of this rotisserie, I'm just rolling with Arsenal. And I don't need help. I'm fine. The little white guy robbing my emotion blind. Going 91 in traffic. I'm planning to crash this time. Don't divide the road. I'm about to pass that line. Yeah. When on my own, I spent some time recalling memories of mine. I needed space to live behind. A little bit of worry in my life. Some things just had a hold on me. And when I knew I couldn't leave, I sunk so deep I couldn't breathe. been lost in time in a whole other world in my mind and all the some moments that haven't happened yet but I see them so vivid in my head where we reconnect and it's different this time and we're different this time I need to get out of my mind but it's all I have left to you in this life If I didn't feel for you, I wouldn't feel nothing at all. Maybe love's not for everyone, cause if there's someone for everyone, you'd be for me. So I just thought we were meant to be, oh, oh. but maybe I'm better off alone. The first date with someone who's not you I mentioned close to the truth That it's no one if it can't be you And time is the moments that haven't happened yet But I see them so vivid in my head Where we reconnect And it's different this time And we're different this time I need to get out of my mind But it's all I have left to you in this life yeah. If I didn't feel for you I wouldn't feel nothing at all Maybe love's 
not for everyone Cause if there's someone for everyone You'd be for me So I just thought we were meant to be oh, oh. But maybe I'm better off alone I just want to believe that I cross your mind more than I do. I just want to believe that my name sparks a flame inside you. I just want to believe that you still see my face crystal clear. I just want to believe that the love of my And I promise you have my word that I want it, 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 I want it
Thought I'd be some dying curves Stuck on the his and hers And I promise you have my word They need somebody they can hate on Girl, you're hella bum the napalm They say you're about to move it all along And I can't help but wait no trace songs You can do it all on your own Yeah, truth be told I just wanna point and shine a light on you It's your show It's your I know sometimes I stare You had me deep in a trance I was unaware You been searching through lies And love's not there I could be a shield to the BS When the world ain't fair yeah. Is that where you're going? Cause I can take you It's a hundred things that I can do to ease your mind, ease your mind. Spend some time on and on, stay in line It's a hundred things that I can do to keep you warm Bloom and floss, gravity will hold you down The hobbies will die your curves Stuck on the his and hers And I promise you have my word that I I miss some dying curves Stuck on the hands and hers And I promise you have my word I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it The non-stop radio show Non-stop hip-hop The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show On this side of the net
heard on the Nonstop Radio Show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musically 212 at gmail.com. This is Nonstop Radio. What's going on? It's Will Gatz from Boston, and I'm going to need you to keep it locked right here on Nonstop Radio. This is Nonstop Radio. <laughs> Wow, what's poppin', you dig? This G-Quick, straight from the N.O. New Orleans, you heard me? And you're tuned in to Non-Stop Radio with Emilio Eggball, the hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net, Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Emilio Eggball, and I would like to say thank you for joining us here today on this presentation. Here on the line, we have with us our special guest calling in, and please help me welcome Leaf in the Forest to the show. Leaf, how you doing? Man, how's everything? I'm good. How are you? Everything's good, man. Welcome. So, you know, we have you here on the line and all that good stuff. So let's start by, you know, having the people, you know, know a little bit about you. So please introduce yourself. Sure. So my name is Josh. Um, I go by Leaf in the Forest as a I don't know, band name, stage name, you could call it. But um, yeah, I do everything on the on the album, um, play a couple instruments. Thing, all that stuff um so yep excited to be here no problem so with that being said man the interesting thing i want to ask you first and foremost now i understand that you know leaf in the forest is you know significant to your family heritage and name and everything so what made you decide to go with the name leaf in the forest for the name of your event sure so my last name is falling um it comes from falling leaves uh, my family is uh, Native American. I look more like my mom's life, which is Irish. But my dad grew up on a reservation. Most of my extended family has grown up on a reservation, Cherokee reservation. So um, was falling leaves shortened to falling at some point. So in most of the projects I've been in, I like to throw some kind of homage to my family history there. Um, so hence the leaf aspect of that. And then as far as the leaf in the forest, it just felt like, you know, being a small part of something. Um, you know, we're all just almost like needle on the haystack or something, you know, a small bit of something bigger. Um, but you know, my previous project was called rain and leaves. So that was thrown in there too. So I always like to just appreciate my family history there. I appreciate that. And I respect that, man. It's good to see, you know, some, you know, artists that like to, you know, keep some part of their family history and heritage within, you know, their art and within their craft as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I didn't grow up on a reservation myself like my family, um, <clears throat> but it's just something I always thought was cool that we know our family history because a lot of people don't know or um, or don't have anything, you know, exciting. But it, I always thought it was pretty cool. My I think it was, it was either two grades or three grades, great great grandpa or something was in the Trail of Tears, um, which is not a pleasant thing, but just a neat history. So it's always something to fun, to acknowledge that I like to do. Yeah, no problem. So with that being said, man, how long have you been an artist? How long? Well, what actually inspired you to get your start in pursuing a career in music? Yeah, so I've, I've been in multiple bands and played different instruments over the years. I mean, it started when I was younger playing like band instruments, drop trumpet, whatever. And most of my family plays some kind of instrument, um, all sorts of styles and all sorts of instruments. My uncle plays French horn for in, in Germany. My cousin sings opera. So like, kind of all over the place with what everyone does, but almost everyone does something. Um, I started playing guitar, which is what I really got into when I was 16. Um, 
and then just loved that and played hours every day. Um, started playing in bands pretty quickly. Um, and I've just kind of picked up different instruments over the years, whether it's drums or keyboard or ukulele, banjo, all sorts of stuff. So my newest project here, Galleria, um, doesn't actually have any guitar, even though it's my best instrument. Uh, I really focused on ukulele, which is my favorite instrument to play, and I'm a little better at guitar. Um, but I just really enjoy playing it. Um, so, yeah, this is the first one I've done entirely on my own. Um, but you know, it was uh, something I just really wanted to do quickly, and it was the most efficient way to get it done. Mm. Now, let me ask you, do you prefer to be in a band, or do you prefer to work by yourself as a musician? When I'm writing, I definitely like to be myself. Um, so I think that's why it just kind of came out that way the, the most. Um, for me, writing is a very personal thing, and uh, I, I like to kind of lock it, lock in and just stay in one place and write a song and write all the pieces to it. So, um, you know, I'd, I've collaborated with people and would be open to that again, but for me, the most comfortable experience to writing is just being by myself. So I'm doing all, all anyway, I kind of write as I go with stuff and I'm like, okay, I like this keyboard line and this guitar riff or whatever. Um, I end up doing a lot of it by myself. So it just happens that way. Um, most of the songs I wrote with this, I wrote by myself, but I was in a two person band called Rain and Leaves um, and I performed them. And then the other person in that band, she just wasn't really as interested in doing music anymore. So, but I want to do it. So I redid all of them. Um, very different style. Um, but re recorded everything and just re put it out. So, um, changed the name because it just felt like the right thing to do there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, usually I like to kind of be by myself, but I like to play on stage with more people sometimes. But I'm, I guess I can go either way with that. Now, me, you know, I was aspiring one time to be an artist, you know, doing hip hop. So like, we didn't really like have like a band setting. So like, how was that feel to actually do work with a band, you know, with like live instrumentations? Cause I'm just used to just, you know, getting the instrumental, maybe, you know, write with a few people that we're going to be on the track with and then just going and laying our vocals. And then, you know, that's it. But actual like you know the composing part of it you know like with you being that you play live instruments and everything like how was your process like with that yeah that's i mean that's obviously a whole different like thought and everything of what you go into there's the there's the lyrics and all of that side of it and then all the notes and everything. so it's like two different things to me i, I usually end up writing <clears throat> all the lyrics and stuff first and then go in and do all the instrumentation afterwards to fill in with that so i'm usually more lyric focused at the forefront of it um and when i play live it's almost kind of like what you were describing there where i'm usually playing by myself mostly i i do backing tracks and stuff that i've already recorded and play with that um so it has different instruments in there but i can't do all of them at once so i'm usually just playing ukulele or guitar and singing slash rapping all that kind of stuff so um yeah i mean i i like doing all those aspects to it um and it just I keep adding different instruments I like to play. So I keep expanding with that and kind of expanding the music, the music from there, um, depending on the newest instrument that I've picked up. <laughs> you know, with your style of music is very interesting. You know, I had a chance to, you know, scroll through your YouTube channel and check out some of your videos. And your style of videos is something that I haven't seen, you know, really too much from a lot of people. So what made you decide to go with that style of video for your presentation for your YouTube channel? Yeah, I had um, you know, the lyric videos I've always thought were fun because then you could really focus on the words. Mm -hmm. um, I've always 
you know, really liked, been proud of my lyrics and um, wanted them to be something that could come across as poetry or something that wasn't just, you know, sound good on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really wanted the lyrics to be forefront and center, um, which works with with the lyric videos. Um, So I worked with someone with those um, and she, I think, did a really good job of kind of bringing the lyrics to life in that, but they're still focused on them. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit different, but um, I, I thought it was a good way to bring that across. I respect that. I respect that. So now we're talking about, you know, your debut album, Galleria. And another interesting, you know, aspect of your music is the fact that you chose to, you know, borrow the names of certain works of art that, you know, come from famous artists such as Van Gogh, Picasso, Bansky, you know, people that, you know, from history, the history books or whatever, you took these names from. So what made you decide to go that direction with naming your music? And for me, when I'm writing, I kind of, I I really struggle to just sit down and write Mm -hmm. lyrics or just sit down and write a song. I need something to write about. Um, So I kind of worked from the album name backwards, which is probably weird for most people, but it works for me. So, you know, I picked the, okay, I want to do this about art. So I picked Galleria was the first thing I picked. And then I went through and found these different paintings that I wanted to write each song about. So, um, you know, like the ones you named Picasso and Van Gogh and all those, I picked, okay, let's write about this one. So I kind of took the emotions or a story that I kind of got from looking at that painting, from studying it, and wrote the song about that. Mm. Which is debut single, or should I say your lead single, Starry Night. What has been the reaction that you've gotten from most people that have heard, you know, that presentation? Yeah, I think a lot of people have liked it. It's a little, you know, I, I try to do a lot of them upbeat and energetic. Um, and I think people have liked that and like lyrics. And a lot of the lyrics that I wrote, even the songs are upbeat, the lyrics are kind of, um, you know, darker and looking at the kind of sad emotions or, um, you know, lost, that kind of thing. And it's, I think something most people can, can relate to. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people have liked that. I appreciated that. You know, Starry Night is about kind of looking out at the stars, wondering whatever happened to this person in this relationship that I messed up that I haven't heard from, but just kind of reminiscing about um, disconnect and what could have happened if things were different. Mm. Now, you know, with uh, everything that just happened over the last two years and all that stuff like that, like, did that affect you anyway with your music? Like, or did you just push through and carried on like a pandemic wasn't even happening outside? Yeah, I most, I, I really kind of cut out doing a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I used to do a lot of local shows and stuff and most of it stopped. So, um, you know, that was part of all that. And I'd written most of these songs several years before the pandemic. Okay. Um, and performing with the other band and then just kind of fell out of that. So when I went to go record them and stuff and even recorded most of it, but I kind of got forced into re-recording it because the software I used no longer worked with the new Mac radio office, Mac operating system. So, um, that wasn't a great way to have to rewrite it, but it worked out well enough. So I had to rewrite everything. And, you know, I just, at some point really got into the mood to get back into it and recorded like multiple hours a day. Um, and wrote, re-recorded pretty much all the album in about six weeks. Mm. Um, so, and that was instruments and vocals and everything. So I just really got into it then. Um, but it feels like everything is kind of, I mean, COVID's still out there, but it feels like things are starting to become more normal. So 
you know, it's always fun to play those live settings and everything. And I hope that really comes back um, strong as it seems like we're trending that way. I hope so too, man, because, you know, like the conversations I've had with various artists, you know, over this time period, a lot of them, you know, was just so eager and wanted to get back out and get especially the ones that like to do live performances, you know, so many of them were so eager and it was just messing them up to the point that they wasn't able to get out there and interact with their listeners and interact with their audience and everything. So I'm hoping too, man, because this has been two years, way too long, man. I'm just hoping that, you know, pretty soon that we can (laughs) get back to enjoying live shows and stuff. Yeah. It's just nothing quite like that environment. You know, a lot of people did the live streaming and TikTok videos and stuff, but it's just not quite the same. Um, It's not the same for the artists because they can't interact not the same for the crowd because well they're not with a crowd they're by themselves so as fun as those have been they're just not quite the same so yeah i think we're trending that way which is good i hope so man or either that people are gonna start taking to the metaverse whichever one comes first you know yeah that's that's happening too yeah how you feel about the metaverse by the way because i'm starting to see a lot of you know musicians and artists alike starting to you know kind of funnel their music or their you know their performances towards the metaverse so like how do you feel about it it's interesting. I mean, I've never done that from a musician side of things, but like I have an Oculus Quest, so I've I've gone in, you know, just like last week I got on there and the Foo Fighters were playing a show on there. It's like, okay, so watched it. So, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it looks cool for sure. It's definitely different and that there's still kind of a crowd there because you can see actual, well, you don't see people, you see their, you know, their digital selves, but there are real people there and talking and interacting. So it's interesting. I think it's kind of cool. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens as that technology keeps progressing and, you know, especially Facebook and stuff really seems to be pushing that forward. So, you know, I've, I keep missing the days of like they do, like in the basketball games, you can sit courtside and watch with that. And I think that's a pretty cool concept. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a neat thing. Yeah, it sounds cool. It really do. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it sounds interesting to me, but the thing that scares me the most about it is especially now with everybody having been so conditioned to stay indoors over the last two years. I'm the thing that concerns me the most about the metaverse is people actually losing connection with reality. You know, cause with the metaverse, from what I understand, yeah. like people can go there and basically be pretty much whoever they want to be almost like the same, like, you know, social media and all that stuff, but still it's just like the fact that, you know, people get detached from reality with dealing with social media. I can almost imagine just how it's going to be with the metaverse. Yeah. I think, I mean, you see it with social media for sure, but people kind of become, they're, they're more open to being mean and doing things they probably wouldn't do in a real social environment. Mm -hmm. So I think that can bring some negative emotions, you know, like I don't think you'd be such a bully in real life to a lot of people, but because they're behind the screen, they don't care. And that's sad. So, you know, if it's used right, I think it's great. You know, social media in general, Facebook, all that stuff has been good for musicians because it's so much easier to get your name out there, but it's also more competitive and you get so much more negative feedback. That's just stupid most of the time, but it it happens. So, yeah, I guess it's good and bad, but um, it's the way that the world's going. So I guess we have to deal with it. Yeah, I guess so. But when it comes down to it, you know, like, a lot of these social media sites right now, as far as like, you know, distributing your music, like YouTube, Facebook, a lot of that stuff, man, it, it kind of hinders, you know, the artists as well. Cause if you happen to be playing something that even if it's ca- copywritten by yourself in your own music, Facebook tends to, you know, shut your stream down and crazy stuff like that, man. So, you know, there's always some workarounds, but I would like to see it once again, where, you know, we can have the live performances once again. And like you said, it seems like we turned them back towards that 
you know, time where people can get back out and really go enjoy themselves without having to worry about being scared to be next to somebody. But with that being said, you know, with 2022, you know, getting to the summer months, man, like, and I know you were saying that you like to do the live performances. Can we expect any live performances from you this year? Yeah, I don't have um, a whole lot on the schedule right now because this, you know, this album just came out, and so I've really been focused on that. But I definitely expect to be back out there. Um, I live in Rochester, New York, and here we're we're like a festival city, so they have all these different mm-hmm. fairs and festivals and stuff that a lot of local musicians play at, and it's always really neat. Um, you get to see a lot of cool bands that way. Um, so I played in a lot of those before with previous projects. So that's something I'd like to get going in. That's obviously the summer is the big time when we have that going here. So. Um, that kind of stuff I really like doing, um, you know, my music being kind of different, it's kind of a weird fit sometimes like bars and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing is a little more open to indie different kind of projects. And I think that's like definitely a fitting environment, but hopefully I'll be around those places. Okay. So in addition to Rochester, shout out to upstate New York, by the way, man, I got a couple of buddies up there in Rochester, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, um, speaking- yep. go ahead. I'm sorry. Help us. Yeah. Rochester's great, really good music scene around here. So, um, that's always, I mean, it's nothing like New York City, but pretty good for, for what we've got. You know, I'm going to be honest, you know, New York City at this point with the music scene is still pretty good, but it's, I don't know. I don't want to say overrated, but it's not what it used to be when it comes to the music scene here in the city anymore. Yeah, it's probably somewhat of a social media thing. Cause like, I mean, before, I think when you had to play shows and you had to get in front of people, you had to be in. Nashville or Los Angeles or New York City or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you yeah, know, I mean, so many people are just, they become famous through TikTok or something, but it's, it's a very different vibe to get yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. Now, in addition to, you know, Rochester, you know, and all that good stuff, like, what are some of the places that you would like to, or some ideal places that you would like to, you know, go and perform at? So with my music with the ukulele and the kind of the really uppy vibe, I think West Coast, you know, people have reached out from there that felt like it was a really good fit over there. So I think that makes sense. But I grew up in Pittsburgh. Um, so, you know, Pennsylvania there. So um, I haven't played there for a long time, but it's always nice to go back to kind of where you came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like playing wherever I can get out, really. Um, so you know, wherever my music fits, that's where I'm happy to be. Mm. Have you ever had the experience of, you know, playing outside of your, you know, your home base? Yeah. Um, not with, well, I haven't really played out at all with this current project, but, um, I definitely played pretty all around upstate New York with my previous band, Rain Leaves and even these songs, um, you know, Syracuse and Buffalo, not too far away. Mm -hmm. Um, but then some previous bands I was in, um, did, not like countrywide, nationwide touring, but kind of local touring to different states. Mm-hmm. Um, so have played several states, um, not necessarily with the music I wrote, but in other bands. And I love going into seeing different crowds and different people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always fun. I've never played New York City or um, any huge cities like that. I'm sure that's a whole different world, but hopefully one day that'll 
be something I can experience. <laughs> no doubt about that, man. So like myself, you know, like I said before, I was aspiring to be an artist and everything. And I never had the, you know, experience of actually getting to travel to other towns, other states to perform. So like, how does that feel as an artist, especially, you know, at a level where you're independent? How does it feel to be able to move around on your own and just take control of your own music career? Yeah, I mean, I think that gives you a lot more um, uh, freedom to do what what you want to do with your music. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, if you're stuck in one area, you kind of have to fit whatever works in that area. So, you know, being able to go to different areas, you never know who you're going to reach and with what style. So, um, you know, I, I mix a couple of different genres in what I do, um, and so some people like it, some people don't. That's fine. That's how everyone is, but when you go to different places, it kind of branches that out. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain places that are so heavy on a certain genres, like Nashville with country music or something like that. Like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like having the freedom to do whatever I feel like doing at the moment, um, which is, it, it, it gives me a lot of, um, yeah, I'm happy with my musical integrity because I can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody was to come to the table and had a deal for you to sign with their label or some kind of like, you know, production deal or whatever the case may be, would you be interested or would you just, nah, you prefer just to stay in the independent lane? So, I mean, I think you have to be interested because you never know what that can lead to. So, mm-hmm. but the thing I've always wondered is, you know, with that, like, cause they obviously take so much control over that. And that they're, I think they're doing because they want to help you and make you big. But um, at some point you do what, what people like, or you like, or I try to be somewhere in the middle. I think something mm-hmm. that I'm so happy with that people like too. Um, so, I mean, it's something I'd definitely be interested in, but I like the freedom of what I do. And I have a job outside music too, that I like. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, in some ways it's nice having that freedom where you don't have to do all that stuff and you don't have to change things. Mm-hmm. So, I like the way it currently is, but you never know what's going to happen on the road. That could be great. Yeah, that's true. But then again, you don't want to not seeing you in particular, but then again, for, you know, any artists out there that may be interested about whatever, you know, opportunities that's presented to them. And it's also up to them to be, you know, mindful of the opportunities that are coming their way because you don't want to be, and I hate to keep using her as an example. You want to be like a summer Walker where you, get into these contract situations and the next thing you know it you're stuck and you're only making but so much money while they're just continuing to make as much money as they can offer you you know yeah and one of my biggest inspirations is 21 pilots and they've even kind of referenced in some of their songs like they feel like they're making their albums as their currency to be free on their in their shows Mm -hmm. so for them they're like okay we we sign this label, we do this, so we, and we do what they want, but then I can be free and be myself and do what I want in my shows. So, and it, there's nothing that matches like a big, great live environment like that. So, in those aspects, it can be really neat. But for me at the, this moment, I mean, I guess great to make a lot of money, but I like playing, I like performing. So, it's less about the money and more about just having fun and reaching people that like my music. So, mm-hmm. but it's always nice to make the money too, but you don't want someone else to make it off of yours, even though that kind of is what happens. That's true. Um, It's an interesting industry. (laughs) Very interesting. And I always encourage people to be mindful of it before they enter into it, because this is an industry that will swallow you up and spit you right back out once they have no use for you. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. So with that being said, 2022 going forward, man, not only with just, you know, the 
release of your new project, you know, Galleria, what else can we expect from you going forward for the rest of this year and beyond that? So, and like I said, I hope to start playing some shows this year, um, you know, advertising this and kind of promoting this, seeing how far I can get out there at the moment. I do already have some plans for the next album. And I know singles and writing single songs and putting them out there is big. I like to kind of start with the theme and work backwards. I like a theme and everything together. It feels yeah. more cohesive to me. Um, so I have an album idea already um, ready for the next one. Because um, really, since I wrote most of these years ago, I haven't written new songs. I've recorded them and rewritten them. But I haven't written entirely new songs for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of ready to get back into that mode. Um, so the next and then the next album is going to be called Ampersand. I know that much. I have most of the song titles ready. But um, so starting that at some point here, but a little focused on this for now, and we'll see where it goes. Mm. I'm gonna have to try that. You know that method that you just used because because <laughs> <laughs> like when I would sit down and try to work on a project, I'd be so sporadic and all over the place trying to you know come up with a, a concept or an idea is exactly what I want to do with this project, and then I just start putting a whole bunch of songs together, and then I'd be like, all right, this one goes there, that one goes there, this sounds good. I wanna I wanna try that you know that structured approach to putting together a project. That's probably gonna be on one of my bucket lists for you know this year going forward. Yeah, it worked for me. It's just, it was comfortable for me. Um, and I did the, we had an EP that I wrote all the songs for previously. It was called the Buttons EP, the Ran Leaves. And it was the same thing. That one, the cover on the EP had like physical buttons, like shirt buttons and stuff. Mm. Um, but each song was called Rewind or Play or Record or Stops. So they were all named after like CD player buttons. Mm. So, um, you know, this one's a little more in depth with the art thing, but it just gives me more direction. Um, Cause I mean, we all have that writer's block and if you've got nothing, I just hit the, I get the writer's block hard. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like with ampersand, it's kind of about duality. So, you know, picking up like black and white or the beginning and the end and mm-hmm. different things um, that I have something to, to write about. And it just, for me, it makes the process more seamless and I can move forward. So when I'm done with the song, I'm not like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, I already have something to go with. Um, and like, yeah, you know, I had a few um, paintings that I picked for this one, and I would start writing. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna pick a different painting, um, or some that like even Starry Night. I wrote first, and I wasn't happy with how it came out, which would normally be a cut, but I wanted to keep Starry Night, so I rewrote it entirely. Um, so rather than just cutting a song, I just kind of rewrote them and trashed the original version. So that's a different way of doing things, but it really worked for me. But it was fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. Like I said, cause like, I, my, my idea when I get writer's block, I'll just sit there and just keep writing and writing and writing no matter how corny or whack it may sound. I'll just keep writing. <laughs> like never actually sat down, but like, all right, let me try to structure this project in the way that I envision it and hoping that, you know, I can capture exactly what it is that I want the audience to hear through my music. Right. Yeah. So let me yeah, ask you. I mean, oh, and this too. The- Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> um, where was I going to go with that? I was going to say something about Weezer. Yeah, uh, yeah I kind of got the idea from Weezer, um, uh-huh. Rivers Cuomo from that band. But he would lock himself in a room. They always said, I think, get crazy high. But you know, he'd lock himself in a hotel room and just, he's not leaving until he's done running the album. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to go that extreme. But, you know, kind of giving yourself a direction, I think, just helps so much. Yeah. So now what I was going to ask you was like, if, you know, happen to you just one day wake up and decide you don't want to make news music no more. What would you just, what would you would have hoped 
that, you know, your music accomplished during the course of your career? And like I said, I'm not too much into the making it big and rich kind of thing. I just really want to hit, you know, those, those fans. I, um, you know, the, a lot of the bands that I really like, they have that niche fan group that just is obsessed with that band, mm-hmm. um, loves their music. So I want to find this that like this kind of music, like my style of music, um, and just, and just hit home with them. So I hope I made people enjoy it. You know, when I was growing up, well, especially cause I mostly grew up with CD players. So you weren't able to constantly change what you were listening to as easily, but there are several CDs I can think of that I just listened to on repeat over and over and over. Um, and I just loved listening to that album so many times in a row that I got sick of it. So I hope that someone thinks of my songs that way. Um, even if it's just a handful of people, I would consider that a win. Mm. I respect that answer. I like that, man. You know, and when it comes down to it, man, it's just, you know, I, I, I like that mindset because people feel like you got to have like the, the big following and the, you know, all the accolades to be considered a success in the music business. But when it boils down to it, like you said, you have a lot of bands and other groups out there and even artists themselves individually that have this core fan base that no matter what, whenever they drop out a, a song or, you know, release a project, they're going to be there to support it. You know? So to me, I see a lot of, you know, artists that built careers in that sense that didn't really rely so much on a, you know, mainstream, audience in order to be successful yeah i've had some of my friends and family ask me like do you want to become like famous with the albums that you're built i'm like i don't know if i want to be super famous i mean like quasi famous where mm-hmm. like most people when i'm on the road don't recognize me but then there's that famous are like oh my god it's you um so because you know i mean coming with the, all the money and being famous i'm sure has huge perks but you also have like you don't have privacy and you can't just you know do whatever things you used to do so you know if i can just get that that fan base that appreciates me i think that would be awesome and i think that'd be the way to go no doubt man so before we get ready to get out of here like if anybody wanted to reach out to you you know follow you or hear your music or even work with you like how could they make that possible so yep i have a a website leafinaforest.com um and that has all the social media links on there but i'm on Facebook and I'm on you know, Instagram, um, YouTube, like you mentioned with a few lyric videos on there. Um, the album is fully out on um, Spotify and Apple music and Napster and every other streaming service out there. Um, so, you know, give it a listen, check out the videos. Um, I've managed the website on my own at the moment. So if you don't want to collaborate or something, they can reach out to me on there. Um, I did have some physical copies of the album made, which is, probably not as common these days because of streaming. But the reason I did that is because my good friend rock, he uh, painted his own versions of each song that's inspired by painting. So, um, and then in the album, each lyric page has lyrics over that painting that he made. Mm. So um, got some pretty cool artwork in there. All of those are also on the website to see um, if like you're like me and don't even have a CD player in your car anymore. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, leaf in has got all those links. No doubt, man. Hey, so we want to say thank you once again for taking the time out of your busy schedule, man. I know you got things you got going on right now. So we appreciate you for taking the time out, coming up here and chopping it up with us on this platform, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been great.
No problem. So for everybody else out there, keep it locked and stay tuned. We're about to premiere my man Leaf in the Forest, a.k.a. Josh Fallings. New single called Starry Night here on this platform, y'all. So keep it locked, stay tuned, get ready to turn it up, man, and enjoy. We'll be back with much more right after this. You're rocking with the hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. Radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. 
And that's going to do it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. We want to say thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time out to tune in here to the Nonstop Radio Show. We see you again tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Mid-Morning Rush Show on Kick KSJ, J Radio. Keep it locked, y'all. Be heard on the Nonstop Radio Show. Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musical.ly 212 at gmail.com. <laughs> This is Nine Stop Radio.